0: and welcome to the second episode of the barely coherent podcast i'm your host grizzy b and joining me today is the styling profiling limousine riding kiss stealing the notorious one snowy b
1: that was great (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much for that i would hire you to do my intros uh for the rest of my life if i could honestly all right so serious serious though if if I if I die soon I want you to introduce my funeral with that exact thing to my <laughs> grieving family <laughs>
2: like who is this guy
1: all right, They roll you. out your
0: casket like yeah himself.
1: yeah styling, and profile and limousine riding <laughs> my mom's just uh. <laughs> all right thank you for that yeah I'm, I'm snowy B uh the third leg of this of this tripod um i uh turn this over to,
3: to sunny well hello i think that you should just introduce us both you don't have to like i <laughs> no, mean no, if no, you're I gonna, we gotta
1: have our, our own introduction No, I, I like this what are
3: you talking about i mean we can both have our own introduction it's yeah, just and, I don't might as well he might as he's might as well just do both of us like
1: let the chaos rain. No, let,
3: yeah, Grizz. No, you do
1: Sunny now. Do sunny, sunny. This
3: isn't. This isn't chaos. This is just unfair. Chaos, chaos is the latter, my friend. Chaos I'm gonna remove you the from the stream
1: if you, if you, if you <laughs> shut up.
3: You can remove me
1: from the stream, but I'll always be there in your mind.
3: Mm, I guess. Just Try not to think about you. Anyway, I'm a. Uh, I'm Sunny B. I am i am sunny bi am one of your three hosts today and we look forward to bringing you a great episode
1: with that let's hop right in you know no let's wait hold it. on hold on does sonny not get his own cool introduction now i feel uh, like he's left well, out
3: well that's what i was saying and then you were like no so, so you know i'm the, ready to move the, on
1: in the future i will be sure to prep
0: uh, appropriate introductions for the both of you
3: okay to oh, our really future like listeners we are still working out the kinks so, it's fine.
1: <laughs> Speaking of kinks, no I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm
3: that so brings serious. us to the crux of today's episode.
1: No, no, we're not there yet. Episode sixty-nine. We'll do kinks. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's very optimistic of you. I don't know if we're gonna make it that far. <laughs> Did you get a new tattoo, there, Grizz? Yeah, the Grizz got a Grizz. He's got a grizzly. Oh, Ooh, nice. wow, that looks really well, good.
3: Our listeners oh, wow. are not going to be able to see that because we're not
1: doing video again. Just, <laughs> Just take my word for it. It looks like a great grizzly. Does not have a camera yet. Okay. I'm waiting till um till Black Friday. Oh my goes. god! Why are you being Why are you being like that?
3: You spent more on less. I don't know because I was there. <laughs> don't,
1: don't talk about her that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
3: uh, Mardi Gras. It's,
1: it's great it's great having you guys as friends
3: are we your only friends you can be um, honest.
1: there's it's actually it's actually the name of my future website only friends only friends yeah <laughs> you're my only two subscribers
3: <laughs> oh yeah. that would be uh that would that would be good i like that only friends and it's just like uh it's just like a hangout
1: you know yeah yeah but then it feels bad to charge for it you know i guess i
3: mean yeah <laughs> gotta monetize everything in today's yeah. age you know
1: yeah i mean then it's, then it's transactional speaking of transactional so i read <laughs> <laughs> i read an article um about the difference between male and female friendships and men okay. have men have transactional friendships and women have uh, intimate and emotional connections with their with their friendmates, their female friends. Can
3: you and, explain that
1: a little deeper? For yeah, so there's just for article. me because I don't understand honestly. So Miss Kristen Fuller, um, who wrote "Happiness is a State of Mind," um, mm-hmm. she's, a psych- she's a psychologist. So for Psychology Today, she wrote an article kind of like exploring the differences between male and female friendships. And okay. I pretty much I pretty much agree with her take on men and us all being here men and identifying as men, I think um, we can only speak to that. So, But this is what it says about men men versus women. Um, So the key points are that female friendships thrive on intimacy and emotional connection, and women want to feel emotionally connected and supported. The intimate face-to-face relationships between women have a lot to do with oxytocin, which is the bonding or quote-unquote love potion hormone. And uh, friendships with males are often more transactional and they tend to be, they tend to value friendships that are um, more shared on activities, like an activity-based friendship. I can definitely see that. And I'll um, give you this little anecdotal story of what she kind of like she means by that and then uh, get get your feedback. Uh, She says, uh, when I was out to dinner with my husband, he told me that our mutual friends of 20 years had decided to end their marriage. Uh, I wanted to know the details, the why, the when, the where. And he didn't have those details. Uh, When I pressed him for answers, he said his friend brought it up briefly with a group of close guy friends and then moved on to a different subject. Not many questions were asked. Not many details were given. If I was with a group of my girlfriends and this topic was discussed, we would talk about all the juicy details, the why, Mm -hmm. the when, the how, the the now, the what. Uh, this specific example paints the perfect picture of the differences between men and women in terms of friendships. Interesting.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, as far as like, especially like the shared activity, like aspects of it and that kind of being like the building blocks of our friendships and in a lot of ways where it uh, where it stops. And I think one of the things from an article that I was reading that kind of leads credence to that is... Uh, <clears throat> did this study, and uh, according to this survey that they did, the percentage of men with at least six close friends fell by half between 1990 and 2021. Wow! Uh, and one in five single men say they have no close friendships. Um, and I think when you look at what's happened. Uh, In our society, in that period of time, with a lot of, like, our attention spans and activity being moved online uh, and becoming more and more, like, in our homes, those shared activities have dropped. Uh, And I think that that's at least what they some people theorized is the reasoning for this, and I think I kind of agree with.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: Because having conversations at work with some of the guys I work with, uh, you know, and just as much of a small pool of people as it is, talking about how many of their friends are uh, that they have that are pretty much just guys that they end up working with or having like an outside activity with. The people that I know that don't have like hobbies outside of work that involve groups of people, their only real like group of friends are the people they work with. Right. And so that
3: brings up another kind of um, recent development is that um, people are staying at jobs. Uh, for a much shorter period of time. Yeah, I've read that. And um, there is a huge part of our lives that is work. And with that, that's where we make friends. Oftentimes when you move to a new place or, or new area, you start a job and you meet people that you work with. And that's where relationships start, you know? And if you're moving jobs every couple years or, you know, every few you're, years. Or if you're in the navy. <laughs> or if you're in the navy, um then you are very you're less likely, I think, to make, you know, meaningful, long lasting relationships. Because even though social media allows us to stay connected, um you know, an aspect of friendship is, you know, going out and doing things, especially for men. So if you can no longer do that, then you know, those friendships kind of fall by the wayside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you no, it, longer have, <clears throat> you no longer have those shared activities, you know, it's it's almost right. like for us and for me, like I've noticed about myself, especially once the shared activities drop, like, unfortunately, a lot of the interest unconsciously, the interest in the friendship seems to
1: kind of drop as
0: well. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And um, in, in my, in my experience, uh, the, the scenario, like in the scenario that she used, you know, where, uh, clearly a very, um, um, pivotal moment and their friends, um, lives happened and the husband was like, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I, I found out about it and then kind of moved on talk about other stuff. And I think women interpret that as being, um, uncaring, you know, um, and I don't know, I don't know if they're right or wrong on that one, but I do, I can say that I would absolutely see myself hearing something like that, like if, um, like a Billy, you know, had said something, you know, obviously not the case um, here in this situation. Ha- happy marriage, um, you know, great, great wife, love Chelsea, Chelsea you're the best. Um, but if you know he said, hey man, I we're getting a divorce, um, I wouldn't push for details. You know, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm gonna let him. Tell me whatever he wants to listen and I would care, but I would just feel like, okay, well, he could share what he wants to share. And I'm not gonna be like, well, tell me what you feel about this, because I don't know, it's just not right. Cause um, that's
3: that's a men, I think oftentimes, and we can't say all men, because not everyone is the same, obviously. We're not generalizing here, um, in the sense that all men are the same. But oftentimes for us to show we care is to allow people to work through things and um express themselves in their time on their level as opposed to women who by what seems like prying or um very poignant questions about what's going on that's their way of showing that they care because Mm -hmm. you know if for me if something happens and i tell you um you could say hey, do you want to talk about this right now? Or you could change the subject and I'd be okay with that. Or I could say, hey, do you mind if we talk about this for a few minutes? Or, um, you know, I really got this going on and I really want your opinion on this, you know? So it's more of us asking for for continued conversation as opposed to what seems like continued conversation forced upon us, right? And that's that actually plays a part in relationships, right?
0: i think uh i think one of the things too because like there's been discussion recently about kind of changing the like outlook on men and our feelings and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. especially in our generation our age group a lot of our like the way of raising uh boys and young men was a lot of stoicism yes uh, kind of training right hiding feelings uh dealing with them in different ways uh and so i think for a lot of men it's a hard to open up and then we project that onto other people so if it's uncomfortable for me internally to kind of open up about my feelings my anxieties my concerns and stuff like that that's not something i'm going to want to also impose onto somebody else and force them to open up in a situation where they're not uncomfortable because quote unquote men aren't supposed to do that right, right.
1: yeah so i, I think
0: mean, that that's a part of the problem too
1: yeah you will i don't know if it's a, okay so i will maybe not a
0: part of the problem but part of the like the reasoning behind that
1: yeah yeah, it's, i think it's a better way of phrasing it because I, yes. I think there's a um a natural inherent makeup to the male um biology <clears throat> that um is that comes out uh, culturally and then it's reinforced culturally so things can be like obviously pushed you know in one direction or other based on you know our, our natural um intrinsic um starting point. And I guess like when it comes to stoicism or being the crutch, you know, being the, being the, uh, the, the peer that holds up your, 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 your house, your family, your relationship, I think when you have some cracks in that, you're not like as willing to say, Hey, um, there are cracks in uh, my foundation and I want to, um, I need help preparing them because at some level you're saying like, Hey, I, I need, I need to share with you and an open, open myself up to um ex- and expose myself to people to let them know like i i i feel weak at this moment and i know a lot of people view that as like toxic masculinity where they're like oh you can't allow yourself to feel weak to your friends well and, I think, you know i don't know if that's necessarily fair or incorrect though
3: well the the that's i mean that's kind of a whole different conversation is um the meaning of words now right sure yeah. so um mm-hmm with i think social media and this is a bit of a tangent but um the meaning of words changes based on how the majority or how people are who are the loudest to use those words
1: Mm. right true gotcha gotcha um
3: in the past usually in the past we can say uh, toxic masculinity meant um kind of spewing spewing your manliness on people right like um look at how big and strong i am um pay attention to me because i have to be the biggest loudest person in the room all these things right and that has changed like, to include that kind of chest puffing right it's kind of it's changed to include um men who are incapable of dealing with with their emotions because they were never taught how to deal with them. And so now um, we live in a society where people talk about going to therapy and getting the help they need, right? And so now that that is, on the whole, uh, a bigger conversation, uh, and a conversation that's happening more often, we see people who are very quick to judge men and women um, for not getting the help they need or knowing how to get the help they need. And I think that that happens a lot. Um, But it's difficult to, to say I have a problem and I need help. So the term toxic masculinity, I guess now includes men who are not capable of or who have not done the work to uh, be their best self in society
1: yeah yeah i i think yeah basically now it's just it's just a negative it's a negative pejorative right that just say hey if you're not perform if you're a male who's doing things that are negative um in general it's like now mm-hmm. becoming associated a toxic It doesn't really actually almost right. mean anything anymore right and then in the common the common tongue it just means something negative about men um right. yeah i feel that so um i guess so the the reality is that men are and we started us off by talking about how men are not really doing a good job of making friends, you know? Right. And, you know, there's, you know, so, so Grizz said that a lot of it has to do with the internet age. And like, I think, I think there's a, a lot of that's true. I think when you, you know, if you wanted to go do an activity, um, it was outside and you ran into somebody else doing whatever activity that was, whatever hobby or thing you're into, mm-hmm. um, you're now kind of like, oh, hey, we show up here every day, you know, or we show up here once a week, whatever it is. And, you know, hey, I'll see you here next time. You know, exchange information. Maybe we'll, we'll grab a beer afterwards, right? Right. Um, when now those those activities become less and less. And like you said, you're kind of moving from job to job. You almost kind of feel like, well, like, what's, what's the point? And I think friendships have always been difficult to make from the human to human relationship aspect, right? Where you're... Um, you're kind of picky about who you want to be around. You want to make sure that the people that you're associating with have similar likes and dislikes, that they can be, that they're trustworthy, that they're not toxic, um, men or women, you know? And then of Mm -hmm. course, you know, people get busy and they have families and, you know, establishing new friendships takes time, commitment, effort. Um, And so, but you've taken all that normal stuff that's been around since the beginning of people making friendships. And you now throw in the fact that um, we are more transient and we are online all the time. Um, you know, where even though if you have friendships, which, Oh, here's a, here's a great example. Talk about us when it comes to friendships online. Right. So obviously we made a bunch of friends through call of duty during COVID, you know, and mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time playing call of duty together, which um, I don't, I don't play call. I don't have a PlayStation anymore. Um, you know, cause everything's off, you know, everything's open, open now. So I'm doing other stuff, but I, I mean, I miss, I miss though um, the, the times we spent, you know, um, and the people that we had we had hung out with all those times. Because now, since getting off the of cod, I I only talked to um, to our boy Rod once once in a blue moon, and then of course Kalen, who um, I think because we met in person, right? We're now mm-hmm. um, actually, you know, feel like there's actually a real a real established friendship there, and not right. just a a cod friendship there. So, I actually had um, a, the
0: yeah. exact same experience with that person. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, several, several years ago, where we gamed online a lot, and like we were friendly, but it wasn't until like we actually met in person and hung out and like talked face to face that it, I think it really like turned into what I would consider like a real uh, like personal connection.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, and that's and that's kind of no matter what you can't get away from that. Um, there's tons of examples of of that. Um, people, in, and this is a little little off topic, but it's on on, on point. Like when they talk about opening stores, um, or sorry, when they talk about closing closing actually clothing stores mm-hmm. and n- not opening up new ones, um, because of the amount of people that are buying clothes clothes online now, and mm-hmm. uh, the theory, the rejection of that point of view was that um, at at our core we're still uh, what do you call it? We're tactile right? We like to feel things, touch things, we like to, you know, smell things, right? We like right. To see it, see it in the natural light, how it looks on us. And that you can never fully get away from people wanting to, um, you know, be, you know, uh, you know, to, to see the thing first before they go ahead and go through the process of purchasing it. Now, um, <laughs> Amazon makes it really easy to return stuff now. So I don't know. <laughs> yes. um, like really it's, so, it's so ridiculously easy. You just you know, have that for whatever reason, just, just put it in the bag and return it. But, um, you know, but the, the point of that theory was that, like, yeah, people, like, still need to have that, that, that physical connection because they seem to see stuff, even if there is a easier, an online way of meeting that goal. So um, as we get more and more online, I don't think this, this situation will get any better. It'll probably get worse.
3: Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you. The, the natural human condition is that... Um, I want to see and touch the things that I'm buying, and um, I actually I love buying things online, right? Just like anybody mm-hmm. else.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But there is um, definitely an aspect of 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 purchasing things that um, that I enjoy, like being able to touch and see right like you'll never be able to thrift online i mean you, you can but really the, the fun of thrifting is finding really little items and being able to pick them up and touch them and say oh wow this is really vintage or um you know this is something that uh my mom used to have and so there are certain aspects of making purchases that are that can only be experienced physically But I will say that shopping online um, does alleviate a ton of anxiety for me in terms of walking into a store and, you know, saying I need, okay, I need a t-shirt and having to browse through, you know, racks and hangers and and all the folded t-shirts and stuff, whereas I can go online and say this is the design i want this is the size i want and order it right then and there because i do do feel a certain level of anxiety when i go into a store um and that could just be me personally but um
0: Um, yeah but trying to get back onto the topic like like yeah,
1: yeah
0: friendships and like male loneliness and stuff like that uh as far as like i I think the initial interest of like creating friendships online kind of had that intent of like moving things from inside back to outside right where it's like when a lot of these social media groups first started there was a lot of like and facebook still runs ads for of like join these groups so you can meet up with new people that have similar interests as you and stuff like that yeah um and i think one of the things that really hampered all that uh which you touched on a little bit there danny was uh covid right everything shut down people were working at home people like i uh really like doing jujitsu martial arts and stuff like that and all those places closed down uh during covid and me personally i found it uh pretty difficult to kind of get back into that like i need to go and do things outside again like i need to go touch grass kind of kind of mindset uh of like getting back into the outside world because oh, i got into dude. this like routine of just like doing stuff in my house all the time uh that it's oh, like yeah. trying to like like get back into the mode of like all right these days i go outside and i go do you know jujitsu or whatever
1: yep
0: um where it's like you know my friends are like oh i'm having to get together and i got so used to just being like i don't feel like it that now it's like you know i'll be sitting here and be like i don't feel like it uh, but at the same time, be really lonely, and uh, <laughs> I'd probably be in a better mood if I went. But I got, you know, so I, I don't think I'm the only person that's like that. I think there's a lot of a lot in- inertia. of
1: that,
0: inertia, yeah, a lot of men that just you know lost that energy because we got so used to being inside that it's hard for us to uh, get back into like the healthy, uh, you know, human outdoor interactions. We got so used to being sheltered in.
3: Well, yeah, that's what that was my point with the the, the purchasing things at the store um type thing is that everyday interaction is what makes us who we are right and so it's like you said a huge part of that change was covid um people were no longer going out and buying things people were not even groceries you know we were we were ordering groceries um online and and as rare as it is these days um that's people used to make friends with with people that they ran into out in the world you know that's how that's how you made friends you yeah you know oh you're buying the same t-shirt as me oh you uh you like the same you know uh we're looking for the fruit this particular fruit in the grocery store together all these things all these interactions that kind of no longer have or were on the outs anyway and then uh helped along by covid Um, well uh,
1: it's also getting so much easier to stay at home like this is obvious stuff like so um, I'll just go through the list. Obviously, Netflix, Paramount, Amazon Prime, HBO Max. <laughs> you don't even um, have to go to the DSD movies anymore. And Disney, right? Like, I, I have, so I have all those because I have um, Airbnbs and that's so why I provide them for free and I tax that right off, right? And of course, I use them. But uh, I also have, I recently just got the NFL ticket too. So I have all these things that I have, I, I just, that allow me to basically, not come to go out and i have to go out and this actually happened to me like two sundays ago i got invited to my buddy's place and he has a really cool like uh bar set up in this backyard that's like fully covered you know so you can like hang out there and have like multiple tvs and like an outside fridge full of full of beer and so he's like hey we're watching football I'll come by and uh i was like yeah i'll come by for the for the 12 o'clock games because i can watch the 49ers play but i also have direct tv with the nfl package so the i was getting ready to go and then um, my girlfriend is going to go with me and she's getting ready. And then she wasn't ready yet by the time the game kicked off. And I am one of those fans who are like, I do not want to leave, you know, in the middle of the game to go right, somewhere. Right, because so, you're
3: missing you're missing game time.
1: Missing game time, right. So, But she was ready by halftime. And um, I would already kind of like, and to back to Chris's point, on a more like bigger scale. But like in that exact moment, I had already settled into – drinking a beer yeah, on right my couch, yeah. watching the game. And I didn't want to leave the comfort of my couch now. So I I never ended up going. And I told him right. I was gonna go. I was like yeah I'll be there. You know, and I just didn't go because I was like I oh, don't know. You know it's nice well, I mean home nice is here. the
3: most comfortable place that you that that you have, right? Like that's yeah. the point of home. So there's nowhere that's more comfortable than right. home. So you, you, you made it. it.
1: Yeah this is your space. You, like everything is exactly movement. how I want it. Right. I got my I yeah. got my dogs, I got my, my little plays. I got my beer. I know what I like to drink. I don't got to drive after I got. you know, I'm drinking. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, well, it's, yeah,
3: even, should, it's even for like, the record. You should never drink
0: and drive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but it's even with like uh, exercising. I got like this little exercise bike. A bunch of places will sell like workout programs that you can just use on your TV now. So it's like I don't even go outside to run or the gym anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I can just I work mean, out my house.
3: The that's a that's <laughs> the thing, right? Technology that advancement in technology has made it so that theoretically you don't have to leave your house to get groceries. You don't have to leave your house to eat out.
1: You You don't have have to leave your house
3: to go to work, to work. You don't don't even have to go to work anymore. I mean, if your boss is cool, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, you, you literally you log on from home with no pants on and you go to work. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so we're talking all the major things, right? So grocery shopping, uh, uh, movies, um, food, like so fast food and work, right? What the, the gym also. So, what else do you need? Because you can order all the gym equipment you could possibly need online, get a workout, uh, uh um, a digital, um, what, a, what a, a digital personal trainer, and boom, you literally asked, have no reason to leave the house. There I was my uh, no my human barber. interaction
1: when I bought this bike, too. So you don't even fun don't fun, even fun even fact, from Grizz. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun fact: no human interaction. Bought it, didn't talk to a single person. That yeah. was uh, that was one of the upsides of that. My, it was, uh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, one of the upsides. My my barber, who I go to all the time, um, there's a two girls. Two girls I go to all the time, and mm-hmm. one of them. I don't need to do that anymore. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that's very right. point
1: that's it's right. Yeah. Uh so one of them's super bubbly. She's cute. You know, she's outgoing. She's very friendly. Everyone likes her. And um she saw me down at the festival I was working at. And I saw it when I went got my hair cut from her next week and I was like, Oh, hey, so did you run to a bunch of your friends? And she was like, Oh yeah, but like I I don't like um, you know, that many people, honestly. <laughs> like it was kind of annoying. Everybody's like, Oh, hey, 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 hey. And I was like, Oh shit, that's right. All you people know me, but I don't really I kind of just don't want to interact. I just want to kind of walk around. And I was like, oh, well, what do you do? So kind of brought me to the topic. Like, well, what do you do then um, with your friends? Like, do you have a lot of friends? Is that what you're saying? She's like, no, no, I don't. I don't hang out with anybody. Um, I was like, oh, so I was like, what do you do? you have any friends at all? She's like, no, I do. We just we get on Discord together and uh, like watch movies and stuff, you know. And I'm like, wow. so like. It's almost like even, even for the people that are introverts like her, which she's not. She's like I guess an omnivert because she's a very outgoing, but she doesn't like to be
3: with other people. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait! What the fuck is an like? Is omnivert an actual word?
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, oh, like she, I Google that. yeah, she can she can do both, right? So she can she can get energy from both, and then so she can prefer sometimes to be like, oh, I love talking to everybody, blah blah blah, and then she'd be like at home, which I don't want to be with anybody, or once I get off work, I don't want to talk
3: to anybody. So that's very interesting. And again, I mean, this is this is kind of on topic, whatever. So um, I learned uh, a long time ago, or, or I read something a long time ago that um, that what makes an introvert an introvert an extrovert an extrovert is not necessarily how they interact with the world. It's where they find peace or where they get energy from. Where they get, where they get so, energy from, right. So extroverts gain energy from being out in public and being seen and
1: and literally sucking the energy from others
3: they are energy vampires yeah their introverts get it from from being alone and spending time in in peace and quiet right so that doesn't mean that an introvert doesn't talk when they're out in public or that an extrovert is incapable of being alone it's just where they get their maximum energy from so i think that's very interesting so this new word for me is very i like it it says in in, and i'm I'm reading this from google uh an omnivert is someone who can be the extremes of either at different times so uh, that's juxtaposed to an ambivert ambivert is someone who whose overall behavior is between introversion and extroversion and so they're somewhere in the middle whereas omniverts are all things from start to finish right so that's very that's very interesting i'm glad i learned something new today
1: yeah thank you no oh, yeah and looking you know when i when i heard that from her i was kind of surprised because it, there's not a whole lot of people that are like that usually one or the other mm-hmm. but she made the she made what, what i what i took from that my conversation when i talked to her was the the technology we have now allowed her to basically say like I don't want to go I I have every opportunity to go outside I'm a very popular person I'm in the I'm very outgoing I'm very bubbly I work in a position where people know me I, I could have lots of friends I can do lots of things yet I choose to go home put on the movies that I like to watch I get mm-hmm. in our discord my little Discord with some friends I have from around who I, I think are all, <laughs> all online friends and they watch the movies together she, that's what I enjoy doing on my weekends. And I'm oh, like, that's, what
3: a, you, I've always wanted to do that. That sounds that actually sounds so like so
1: pleasant. Like a, a
0: great time. It Did does. Do no, Did I heard this. It?
1: I felt the same thing. And I was like, cause there's a lot of uh, series like movies, like uh, that I haven't watched in a long time. Like I want mm-hmm. to do like a, a Molly Ringwald um, marathon, you know, <laughs> You don't like that idea, dude? Like fucking the Breakfast Club. Just, I mean, I, just, I, I like the just Breakfast weird. Club. I, I, I love all those
0: movies. I just wasn't expecting that yeah. reference. Well, that's, I never, a, well, that's, I, that's the thing.
1: Like, like, how often do you watch uh, like you know Molly Windwald movies? You know what I mean? Like by yourself, like or just randomly, Like, oh, I'll put on the Breakfast Club or you know, Pretty in Pink, right? Like, you know. But like, hey, we could watch that and go down a little like a little little, little trip down memory lane. I like that a lot, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, that would actually be fun because I do like all those movies. It's just normally when like three dudes get together and we talk about doing like a movie marathon, it's not. It's not. That is a top tier suggestion, though. I'm not taking that away from you. Uh, That face was just me not expecting that. But, it's fine. You
3: know, no one will see your face, so it's not yeah. a big deal. I saw your
2: yeah. face. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I would. You hit me up on a weekend. I am one hundred percent down to do a Ringo marathon. You let me know, and yeah.
3: we can we can all just we can just settle in, and we'll watch. What are you guys doing this Sunday? Sixteen candles. And...
0: Uh, I am getting new tires put on my truck, and which I hate. Uh, not my truck. Oh. I just hate how much I had to pay uh yeah uh, 11, well.
1: 1100 uh yeah it was 1200 that was with the discount but that's with
3: the discount oh where'd you get them at uh
0: ntb national tire something or other okay because i need to have my uh alignment checked because uh like the typical dude that went from a smaller car to a big dumb truck i refused to accept that i didn't know how to drive it and i curved the wheels a lot
3: yeah same same so yeah so um,
0: yeah talking about uh you know kind of being stuck home and stuff all the time especially with covid and stuff like that i also started uh doing a lot of stuff around the house on my own because you know i had all the time in the world and a youtube account so i could you know figure stuff out uh and i'm sure you guys have experienced like how easy it is to actually do a lot of like the home improvement things in your house that you would typically pay people for uh which was equally upsetting and exciting thinking <laughs> about the amount of money I've spent in the past when I could have just done this myself uh, uh, yeah yeah uh and like the lessons kind of learned along the way uh so like when I first bought this house my water heater went out uh and I everywhere I've ever lived or anybody I've ever known has always just paid somebody to do the water heater right mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because it's so it's, it's so rare, right? Water goes out like
0: what? Yeah, and you
2: just
1: and also pay, you
0: know, I mean,
3: if you think about it, it's this big, it's this it's big, heavy uh, electronic yeah. thing. I mean, not Expensive. electronic, but like um, you know, there's there's wiring, there some, there there's yeah there is. I mean, it has a heating element in it and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. So, yeah. gas
0: depending on where you live. Yeah, that's uh, right, true. right. But, that's but yeah, yeah, but this <laughs> one was electric. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> ah. but when you get down to it, it's it's a circuit breaker, three wires and two lines.
1: So, yeah, you're the, saying, the, the, so you're saying so you're saying the water line than yeah the gas yeah. line and then the 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 heating element of it yeah yeah yeah
0: you know, and I've never and done it
1: but honestly like you just saying that makes me realize my like, yeah, it's actually not that complicated yeah
0: yeah you literally uh, so for the, like you shut the water off turn off the breaker there's mm-hmm. a valve at the bottom that you screw a hose into yep you open it, it and it drain just it. drains the whole thing out it's still heavy because of all the sediment and stuff that gets piled up in there the hardest right. part is making sure that you just get the correct uh, height yeah. of the new one which uh I did not do so mine is kind of jerry-rigged uh into my house
3: that's okay the guy who, uh, um, who uh, whoever house, lives here you know.
0: after me is gonna have a great time replacing it <laughs> um yeah
3: but it's in it's not clearly it's it's not difficult it's it definitely takes um it takes it's, a little know-how, right? And and that's fine. That's that's anything that you do. But
1: um, it takes YouTube. Honestly, it just takes YouTube. Yeah,
3: but and like if- w- with all that said, uh, we moved into this house, and it is very clear that the guy who put the water heater in just did not care, right? Yeah. So um, I'm I'm gonna have to fix it before we leave, probably. I but, I have. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But you know, I'm glad that. It's not as difficult as it seems to replace a water heater. It's it's simply making sure you have the right measurements, turning off the elect the uh, electricity to the the water heater and draining it. And you know, having having a friend uh-huh, to help you carry the water heater
1: outside. Yeah, no, nah, dude, even then I got a dolly. I don't need friends. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>
3: yeah. was Damn like, you dollies uh, robbing yeah. us of friendship.
0: I, I recently also like this really intimidated me for uh, whatever reason. But I replaced two of the toilets in my house. I think plumbing just intimidates me in general. Uh, but I replaced two of the toilets, and I thought that was something that was going to be like you own your super... house rent. The house rent. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I... Otherwise, I you're the world's greatest tenant. <laughs> uh, oh no! God no! Yeah. I, I am not a great tenant. I'm uh, he
3: doesn't mean that for legal reasons. No. <laughs> uh you yeah, know i
1: totally mean that fuck my last landlord <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah. uh so uh but yeah like replacing that toilet was actually way way easier than i thought it was going to be um
1: what do you think it took you the second the second go around like total time
0: total time the second go around was like 10 minutes right nice. it's crazy
1: it's yeah, crazy. like that, like that, that you... first
0: time because you've never done it you know and you're going to screw something up and i think that's the biggest like thing to take away from
1: this is like don't be afraid of like fucking it up a little bit Yeah, let me let me hop in here real quick so that i think the thing that's more common is like a toilet that runs constantly right like people yeah, if you have a, if you a, have a yeah so the toilet will just kind of you'll hear it, like running in the background of course that's killing your water bill whether you're a tenant or you're uh, an owner you're that's your water bill um right. usually usually um so the way to fix that is um there's basically a kit they sell at home depot for like i think it's like 14 dollars, and it basically allows you to replace the little the valve component that it's a a float stop that basically when it when the water rises the float goes up and it kills and stops Mm -hmm. the water from going in and then um as that happens the little um the flapper like will will close and the water will stop going in well then there's certain there's some easy ways to fix that you can just clean the flapper um, really easily or you can just replace the the valve component and the i've replaced now because i have um four four buildings right that i, I rent right. out of them so i've replaced now uh five total in my life now and the last one i did it was like less than five minutes total and the very first one i did i think it took me a couple hours because i, I just did it wrong and i didn't understand how it worked and i didn't understand how toilets worked really mm-hmm. and when i realized I was like oh wow I, this is really not complicated just watch watch a YouTube video from beginning to end go and grab the part look at it kind of study it a little bit put it together and then after that the second time you do it it's like so it's so fast and that's so applicable to so many other things in the house once you learn the knowledge the one time you're like oh this is actually not that hard at all
3: yeah um, I mean it's actually so it's very it's very um, interesting how easy it can be to, to do things. And, and I'm gonna anecdote here, but, uh, and it doesn't really apply to me. And it's nothing. I just want to make it clear that I think that my wife is extremely intelligent uh, and capable, but um, being in the military, I was gone a lot. And she has shown that with a little bit of Determination and YouTube—you can do anything. She's patched holes in walls. Um, she's replaced um, faucet fittings. Um, she has done any number of things in terms of home improvement um, that just is literally just going on YouTube and and doing it and doing it yourself. And yeah, you're gonna mess some things up, sure, but. When, when I say that things are so easy, I was going to hire somebody to put a loft into my uh, shed, right? Uh, we needed more space in the shed. And um, and I was, well, I, I said, to, you know, I'll, I'll just call the guys that put the shed in, and um, I'm going to have them put a loft in it. And I got to thinking, and I was like, you know what? I'm they, pretty sure. They you? You no, I didn't you even, mean? you know, I ended up not even calling them. It was like, oh, okay. you know, uh, to use the opportunity to um to purchase new tools Eh? Eh, and then (laughs) i'm gonna go out and i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out and i did and you can go you can go online if you want and find blueprints for stuff or you can wing it as long as it's structurally sound and it works you you've done the job and that's what i did you know and it was easy and i and i would do it again on that
0: sorry but like on that point too uh so i own it uh not to let uh danny have all the uh (laughs) i own multiple properties thing but i also have another (laughs) house uh out in washington and same thing uh my uh my family currently lives in there uh my my dad and some of my brothers uh and we were waiting for people to come out to replace the back deck Mm -hmm. and they just didn't show called them back oh you know sorry about that we'll come and then they didn't show up again And so I flew out there. I mean, you know, my dad, who's, you know, 62, got really annoyed about that. And we're like, fuck it. We have the material. How hard can this be? Turns out it wasn't that difficult, depending on how it's built. Uh, And it was so easy that he actually went out to my grandparents' house. And uh, because she had some work that had to be done, they fucked up her back deck and helped her rebuild it. Uh, And it was just kind of one of those things that unless you're trying to do something like super fancy and super crazy, like it was it. It's literally just the support joists and then boards laid over the top of it. Uh, and these days, especially like if you're buying the vinyl stuff, it comes like already pre like not assembled, but like you don't have to like go out and cut your own special like lumber to be your railing. Like it comes with like these are your railing pieces, these are your uh, supports, and you, you just. Put it together like But there
1: thing. are some good times though to hire somebody and i've learned when those times yeah. are
3: are you going oh, yeah. to tell the story that i think you're going to tell
1: no so this isn't this is like a gen this is taking all my experience and uh, yeah, wrapping yeah, into yeah, one yeah. bit of, a, of advice here which is um when it comes to things that you need to uh that are that are honestly that are cosmetic which sounds kind of like counterintuitive you want somebody who has done a really good job in the past like if, if you're trying to goot, cut your own trim and do your own caulking and do your own tile even though those things are very possible you can buy those things you can cut those things it doesn't require you think a whole lot of uh skill it does it's very difficult yeah. to do tile the right way the first time with it being with it being perfect not being off center not having like not looking a little funky not yeah, having some things weird. that are just that makes sense to have yeah anything that you need to have look like look really good right hire a professional if you're like hey i could you could paint a room sure right? i'm not saying you can't paint a room like but if you're like look i want to do i want to make the trim look perfect you know um and not spend uh, a whole week making it look perfect I just want to get it done this weekend hire a professional um so
0: I, yeah i did yeah. that with my gutters are gutters hard to put up on your own no but i hired a professional because it was done in an hour uh it doesn't leak and you didn't fall off a ladder Yeah,
1: which I've done before. And that's stuff like, yeah, stuff like that, like getting up on um, getting up on a ladder. You know, like if you're like, uh, I can do that, but I can hire somebody and not have to worry about falling off a ladder. That's great. So I agree with you totally because I mean,
3: I've spent, I've spent probably a good share of my life on a fucking ladder, right? Um, in the rain, in the wind, any number of conditions. But at the end of the day. If I need something done that is, that is going to be really that's going to be seen and that could have an effect on you know uh, right. how, how how yeah how my house is valued or um, you know the aesthetic of it, I want to hire somebody right like um like you, like tile tile is a big one right or um, uh, putting down flooring because it's not hard to do. But it can it's be e- hard it's easy to to, fuck it up. to look good. Yes. Yeah, it's easy to yeah. fuck up. It yeah. easy, it's and easy like, to make it look like And you funky. don't want that. And you uh, don't want that. Every well, time my... you walk in a room, you're going to look at it's ex- it It's say...
1: expensive. Replacing it is a huge <laughs> expense.
0: Yeah. And like with me, like I plan on renting this house out when I when I eventually move. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to set it up with the landlord special of like, <laughs> abs- like a toilet. Man, that's fine but like uh as far as like putting a new flooring or like fixing the countertops and stuff like that um yeah. i don't people, i don't want the landlord special will treat because, it. People, because will treat
1: people are going like to landlord
0: special yeah people will treat it how they get it and yes. in, yeah. in my mind it's just increasing my cost over time because if I do a shitty job, I'm going to have to fix it more frequently. Yeah. And if I true. pay somebody who's actually, you know, knows what they're doing to come in and do it right and it looks good. And people are going to be more happy to live here if, like, the house was done right instead yeah. of, you know, so like little things like comfort of life things, like putting in new toilets because I need new toilets because it had the, like, munchkin toilets in there for whatever reason. It's actually, <laughs> in the it's actually one of the greatest. Uh,
3: <laughs> what is a munchkin toilet?
0: They're just, like, really low to the ground and, like, small i felt oh. like i'm not i'm not a tall dude i'm five seven and i felt like a giant like <laughs> sitting down on these. you train. know what's
3: wild is I've been to your king house king
1: of the castle king of the castle i've
0: yeah. been in your house several times
3: and i don't think i ever really noticed that's <laughs> crazy
1: yeah uh
0: but i and have a just, large toilet yeah they're just they're just old uh yeah you know so like little things like that i'll replace yeah. the oven You literally just plug it in uh but yeah, like a lot of other things that are going to take time consuming that people are going to see and have to deal with on like a day to day basis that is more than just like oh. plugging a hose into and plugging into the wall or like nailing yeah. it into somewhere like so, or the, like there like, are like, certain yeah, removal, things.
1: the removal of your oven like so like so I bought a new oven last year for one of the places and uh, I could easily grab the dolly, take the oven out, load it onto the back of the van, uh, drive it to the dump, take it off, drop it off, go pick up the oven from Home Depot, bring it to my house and hook it up. I can do all that. Or I can spend $40 and they'll do all that for me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, like, so was it way
0: really easy to do myself? Yes. But, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, so um, yeah.
3: so yeah. I can think for this, the point is that there are lots of things around the house that you, the listener, are capable of doing yourself and can be very rewarding getting it done yourself. That's a good feeling. Um, but it is very important to know your limits and also if it affects the value of your home, pay someone to do it. That's just I mean, I think
1: that's like the easiest way to put it. Yeah, I had I had uh, two bathrooms redone. I, I paid someone both times for the bathrooms. Yeah, I,
2: yeah. And
1: cool. I I tried painting the second one. I, I went out and I bought a spray gun. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. So I've seen the. And so I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where people you have the, the air spray gun for painting. Yeah. the Place. What they I didn't realize was they're using compressed air, and I was using like it was not, not cheap. It was like two hundred fifty bucks, but it was the um, handheld one that you plug in. It's an electric spray gun. Mm-hmm.
0: So what happens is the air gets
1: really hot, because the air gets hot, it makes the tip dry really quickly. So the air is blowing out the front of the gun. The tip is drying, which means that when I, if I didn't press the trigger for like 30 seconds, the tip would dry up enough that when I would go to spray the gun, it would literally jizz up? shot on the wall. And I would have to like stop everything I was doing to go and remove all that and then redo the whole thing. And that happened. Th- and I didn't want to waste my 250. So I just refused to quit. And so now the bathroom, <laughs> which should have, which would have took, um, you know, it wasn't a very big bathroom, it probably took like three or four hours to paint um took me two days because i had to go and redo so much work um, yeah i had
0: a, I had a couple of buddies try to resurface their ceiling from some, like popcorn ceiling or something Christ. else yeah, yeah. and they, they looked up online and they're like let's uh oh well, we can get like the the sprayer that we need like rent it from home depot and everything mm-hmm. and uh two weekends later
1: they came back and said just pay somebody to do it yeah yeah there are there are things that are just so annoying that if you could do them you're just like i don't
3: just shit. because you can do it doesn't mean that
0: you should do it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh easier than you think, but you got to weigh the risk versus reward of doing stuff sometimes. Sure. Absolutely. I will never do electrical work in my house. But Oh my, that's, my god, that's, that's good a good budget. way to that's...
3: die in your yeah. home and no so one knows.
0: That <laughs> I I am a trained aviation electrician. I won't work on electrical stuff in my house. You know it's funny. Getting a new light fixture this... is one thing, but outside.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I felt I felt the same way that I got a quote um so one of my, one of the places I have is like super old like electrical work like they and like the person who built the house like they did, did not do it to code so they could <laughs> some ridiculous quote like thousands of dollars to figure out what was going on with one of these like oh I remember this yeah and I was like man like dude I didn't want and then so someone said you should just go ahead and change out the whole circuit breaker in your circuit breaker box, and I've never fucked with a circuit breaker box. I'm like, no, that that's that's death in that box. Don't touch. It. <laughs> the only time you touch that box is to turn them on and off. And that's it. I know <laughs> there's power in there. There's lots of it. If I touch the wrong cord, I will die. Right. So I've always been really respectful of that box. And then they're like, no, no, like you just basically like went on YouTube and it's like really like you just turn this one screw, like literally one screw, and then you pull, and then it pops off. And I was like, uh, I don't want to pay thousands of dollars, so I'll give it this one shot, and and it, it fixed it, and it was a uh, seven bucks for that circuit breaker little box in your in circuit breaker box. So, like, it's kind of tough because everyone said like, if you don't trust yourself, get an electrician. Every single good bit of a good advice, but I was stupid enough to try it, and I saved myself a ton of money in the process. Sure, um, risk versus reward. That's there a is thing. a li- there's a little bit there. So I guess like. It, With that, I I became more confident going forward. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I understand how the, because I had to learn how the circuit maker rocks worked before I started touching it. So I had to go watch a bunch of YouTube videos. And once I understood, (laughs) okay, I'm not going to kill myself. If I don't don't touch this area, I should be okay. Then I I was able to move forward. And after that, I've subsequently done a lot more work now with electrical stuff, knowing that I have more confidence. But like they say, like, be, you know, no, don't kill yourself.
0: No. Please don't. I'm just scared that I'm going to like fuck with some wiring and then burn my fucking house down. Mm. So, I just don't do electrical. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I, you know,
3: like I said, know your limit. And that's my limit. Electrical.
0: Yeah.
3: You know? Um, so, uh, I kind think of, we've, we've heard that pretty
0: thoroughly. Yeah. Uh, kind of moving on a little bit. Uh, one of the things that me and Billy, uh, old Sunny b we're talking about a little bit earlier was like the little things that annoy us that like happen or that people do uh so for like me uh it's leaving the lights on i'm a single dude really but i am a very dad type of person i guess uh and people leaving lights on like even when i am at work walking down why the and everybody i don't i think it's yeah just explain it and, Ingrained to me, make it make just, sense. Yeah, like yeah. why? Like I just, I guess my question is like, well, why is the light on? Nobody's here. Nobody's using the space, and maybe it's just been from growing up and being yelled at for having lights on. But it,
1: you know, I don't, you, I don't like. I electricity was like. 10 dollars a an hour of light like i just <laughs>
0: what
2: was it you know uh, like, i don't
0: i don't know but it just it bugs me so i'll be at work leaving for the day and if i'm the last one there i go through every room and like shut the lights off as i'm like leaving i mean i the, i mean okay, you're so, saving the navy money yeah i don't like How i do, you do it? It. am you i are, am i the you, most is it the most it logical kept... thing no but it's like even my computer right like i know and, uh billy's bugged me about this uh that if i just let it go into sleep mode all my games and everything will update in the background right but the reason that i continually end up having to like tell everybody that they have to wait and hold on while i download an update is because at some point throughout the week i'll come out and be like why the fuck is this computer on and it'll turn it off <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so this is my analogy for that. All right, this is my analogy for why I think you're, you're silly and you change your ways, but you, I know you won't, but I'll try anyways. Um, so, um, obviously, you use power with lights, right? However, yeah. because of how um, energy efficient light bulbs are now, it's very little. And you compare that to something like your fridge or your AC unit, it which uses... I don't know a factor of like a hundred times more energy maybe a thousand times more energy it's like crazy much more amount of energy than all the lights on in your house um it's not even signing close right like if you really wanted to save energy you would if you could actually if you were if you don't have like the most energy efficient appliances in your house right now then it's you know that's the equivalent of like turning off all your lights probably actually more so and the analogy i have for that is um i, I saw a thing recently it blew my mind people are obviously um Really are paying attention more to this these protesters called Stop Stop Oil. They're like gluing themselves to paintings. You've probably seen them. Oh my goodness. Okay, dude. well yeah. they're trying to say stop oil, but they are not like saying specifically what stop oil. But everybody is interpre- interprets that as my car because that's what we're related to, right? Like I need to stop driving in a, a, an oil in an oil driven car. Um, so Petroleum. that's silly. Petroleum based. Petroleum based, right? But that's silly because. 15 just 15 of the world's largest uh, container ships pollute the earth more than all of the cars on earth combined
0: and so Maybe. we
1: so when somebody goes electric and they're like I'm saving the environment and you're like <laughs> you' you're, you're, it's you're not you're not wrong but you're also not right
3: You're doing what you can, but also the onus is not just on us as people. And this is always like a conversation. I know it's a little off topic, but um, you can recycle all you want. You can get an electric car. You can turn off all your fucking lights. You can switch to natural gas, whatever you it is that you want to do to try and save the environment. But that doesn't change the metal straws. (laughs) Uh, That's for the turtles, actually. But yeah. but the the fact still remains that these huge companies, with you know all the things that they they dump or um, quote unquote misplace or don't follow regulations for, are are the the biggest contributing factors to um, you know climate change or. Um, saving the environment right so do what you can do what helps you feel good but also understand that the onus is not just on you and me it's on it's on larger entities than us
0: yeah and to danny to explain how illogical of a person i am i will go off and turn off every light my house even in the summertime stays at a steady 66 degrees and I live in the South. Brilliant. So, yeah, not really saving myself. <laughs> well, now <laughs> so, all he's going to
3: uh, do is unplug uh, all of his appliances. So, yeah. thanks for that.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, part of my point, too, was like, I know that I'm being illogical. I know that it's like an annoyance that is kind of dumb, uh, especially like as Danny explained with how energy efficient light bulbs and stuff are now. Uh, but do you guys have anything that, like, you I, know, annoys I know you really that too. is dumb and small?
1: Yes, I do. I have one thing that bothers me. So I am a I suffer from this, which Ooh. is a chronic know-it-all, right? A chronic know-it-all. You no. Chronic. No, you, no. Uh, no, 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 We're not even gonna pretend it. we're not gonna stop pretend like you're not, you are a huge I know-it-all. A chronic <laughs> know-it-all, right? And what's frustrating about that is when I run into another know-it-all, but they <laughs> know less. When I run into a know doll all who knows more, like it's almost interesting to me. I'm like, oh shit, I need to step up my game. You know what I mean? Like, they it's know a more than me. Challenge, yeah. They 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 have more facts. They've reached. They've googled more than I have googled. Um, but when somebody is just shooting from the cuff and uh, like uh, my dad's not going to listen to this, but my dad is actually guilty of this. He is a. <laughs> That's probably where I get it from. But he doesn't. He doesn't do the research. Like he's really he doesn't do any research. Yeah. He's like he's like really intellectual, but intellectually lazy. So he'll like learn one thing about one topic. And then he'll extrapolate from that one thing he learned about one topic and then, like, insert his opinions as if they're fact. And um, when other people do that, maybe because I grew up with that, like, it just, like, gets me fucking riled up. I want to, like, Sh- shut your mouth. Shut your dirty mouth right now with whatever bullshit's coming out of it because it's bullshit. <laughs> okay? And I can't because I'm, like, I'm guilty of this, too. I, who am I to suck? But, yeah. No. I mean- that bothers me. Maybe it's because, like, this, this, like I, I, I see myself in the mirror. I'm, like, oh, it's me. But, like,
3: you know, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I mean, I think it's just a natural thing for you to know things, right? That's your curiosity has created this person that needs to know things. Um, so it makes sense that you would be very annoyed by someone who pretends to know things or um, says that they know things, but really they're just, you know they're just they're just bullshitting they're bullshitting their way through life
1: yeah it's it's it really bugs me because i okay so i i've identified it what really bothers me about it's like there's like natural um parts of you that want to be polite and kind you know in normal conversation Mm -hmm. and in those specific cases i have in the past broken from like the normal like hey just let this person say their thought and then just kind of nod your head and move on you know but, but sometimes I'm just like no I'm not gonna let this go <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it I'm gonna pull it up on my phone and be like look at this you're fucking wrong <laughs> shut your <mouth>. <laughs> so, <laughs> shut your It's so more mouth. about proving people wrong than it is. No, about, no, no, it's no. it's about listening to something I know is not true. I can tell the, and I can you can know you could tell when a bull someone's bullshitting. You just tell and you just want to yeah. be like what are you doing, man? Like, you want to you want to stop him right then? Like stop like. I don't know why you're go ahead and wire. log out for me. You're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's how I feel. I want to. Can we just? I don't want to listen. Whatever five minute diatribe you have dialed up for this conversation, I want to skip that. We'll skip to the end. Tell you you're wrong, <laughs> and move move on with whatever we we're talking about. <laughs> like, that's what I, I usually don't, but every so often, I gotta I snap a character. And, uh, well, that's my gripe with life.
3: You're you guys are like I don't know, like actual. I just don't like when people listen to music in public. (laughs) I don't oh, know why, bro. you yeah, know, like like,
0: like like on their headphones or like where you. No, 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 heard. no, no. Like, no, like you like, know, like
3: have you ever like someone has phone. like a speaker, like speaker oh, or like um, oh, like playing no. through their phone? Like I it's, get it, like you really like the song, but like come on, man.
0: Like, well, it's never, it's never like a banger for some reason. Either. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's not like that song came on and everybody there's just like, bro, this is a fucking classic, crank it. No, it's always just some like fucking random ass like. Soundcloud rapper, yeah, made it in their <laughs> fucking mom's basement, and they're just blast it for the whole world to hear.
3: Yeah, it just, I, and I think a, a big part of that is um, who my parents are. Um, you know, they, my parents are older, so they don't like you know being loud in public, and they don't like the idea of like young people being disruptive. And you know, I just. I, I guess I took that on and like whenever I'm out and about and someone has like, like music playing, hanging off their backpack or like, um, you know, we're sitting in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in our office or waiting for something and someone has music playing on their phone. I'm like,
1: would okay. you please stop? You know, what's the word? Does it bother stop? you, you, know Will, it, it bother you when, when people are on, talking on the conversation on speakerphone in public? Absolutely
3: And guess who does that? Guess who does that? My fucking dad is
1: notorious. <laughs> notorious. My dad, my dad does that too, <laughs> Girl, I hate it. And he'll so be like, much. he'll be like,
3: I can't hear you. And I'm like, why don't you take it off speakerphone? Because <laughs> everybody else can hear them. <laughs> sure, come on, but man. Do how to turn
0: on speakerphone. He would.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I get so I, uh, uh, actually that's that's actually I get way more angry at that if I'm just like standing still. Like we're in a, I don't know, <laughs> for some reason we're waiting for something we're in line for something and someone is you know just like talking to me and they're like so loud and they're just talking they're just like oh blah 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 blah, blah. I want to be like no one fucking cares I don't want to hear you're you're invading my ear space you're you're a oh, bad person space. Yeah. <laughs> get out of my head yeah. I hate that I hate it.
0: I hate it when it's uh, impeding me from trying to do something I'm trying to do because it's happened to me before like here at the Walmart where I wanted to like get something out of an aisle but I'm blocked because somebody can't take the time to like stop their phone conversation to grab mm. whatever it is they were going to grab to get the fuck out of my way. Mm. Uh, well, I think that, that leads that, into a, that a bigger has,
3: issue is that, that people has almost don't got pay attention. people don't pay People are, uh, are oblivious to what's going on around them. Yeah. that's a That's a big one for me in general. I think that's. I think that's more. Next time you're I in think... traffic,
1: look at look at people next to you. Count how oh, many yeah. are on their phones. Count how many yeah. are on their phones. It's crazy Absolutely. high.
0: Well, the you uh, the, Well, somebody the, who it's... rides regular regularly that actually fucking terrifies me. Oh, yeah, dude, I mean, you should know. that's why
1: I don't ride. I will never ride for that reason. Yeah,
0: it's... I've accepted death. It's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, I think, like people. But but if you if you if you pay attention right if you are if you're the type of person that pays attention to what's going on around you you will notice that so many people do not have any idea what's going on around them and you can see it in the way that they walk in the way that they interact with the world around them in the way that they drive it's you know it's wild like why are you like why did you just walk directly in front of me there's even very though I,
1: punishment you know, to yeah uh, well.
3: Yeah, and like you can't, you just can't swing on people who, who cut you off, you know, in target
1: on the way to the mouthwash. I, I, you know? I guess it's I mean, like, like no, yeah, like even if you get like do an accident, you know, like because there's insurance, and you could just be like, oh, like I didn't see you, but not like no, it's because you were literally staring at your lap, you know. Um, yeah. People could just keep doing bad behavior because, like I said, like they just you know just claim insurance, and maybe their insurance goes up a few bucks a month, you know. After that, yeah, but, like you know, they I keep mean doing bad stuff.
3: So I I've been so so I I learned to drive it I learned to drive in Chicago like um like in Chicago I learned to drive that sounds um, uh, stressful. stressful yeah uh, really I, uh, Chicago, I grew up
0: in a very I grew up in a very small town driving in big cities fucking stressful now Chicago oh, is on a
3: different level. And, and 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 you would have to. You, I'm not talking about like downtown Chicago. I'm talking about like the Dan Ryan. I'm talking about like um, uh, South Shore Drive. I'm talking about um, Stony, no, I, no, Stony no, Island. No, Island. No, no, South Shore no, Drive looks nice. I know where those places are. <laughs> well, well, what I'm saying is, I'm not talking about just downtown. I'm talking about like Chicago as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And those people, I learned you don't honk at people. Um, and if someone cuts you off, you just you just move on with life because because you're in Chicago <laughs> and there are certain things that happen in Chicago. Right. And so um, so I learned to drive in Chicago. I've driven in in other countries. Um, yep. You know, I've driven uh, uh, um, I've driven in Miami. I've, I've So I've driven in a lot of places and driving here where I live currently. Um, is one of the most stressful things that I have ever done in my entire life. Never have I seen people come out of come out of a parking lot, cross three lanes of traffic, make a U-turn and cross another three lanes of traffic, all in a matter of 15 seconds, um, and expect everyone around them to know what's going on, despite the fact that they don't use a turn signal, not one time. Um and my brother said it best. People here drive like they don't care if they make it home. <laughs> 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 and I don't know if that's just because they don't care if they make it home or if they just don't pay attention. But I can't tell you the number of times that I've been cut off, that I've almost been rear-ended, that, uh, that people have tried to, to, to move into my lane. And most of the time, you can see it that they are on their phones or they are uh they're putting on makeup or they're eating and it's like, what are you doing? I mean, You're driving things... a four thousand
1: pound hunk of metal right and not paying attention. So I I have never uh been in an accident and I've I gotten like one ticket in my life. Better and I say that, some wood, bro. I say that because um I really don't want to get into an accident and <laughs> you know, I think it would be a huge I mean at at the low end at the low end it's just like really disruptive you know I gotta go take my car to the shop I gotta rent a car right. I gotta deal with insurance I just don't want to deal with any of that you know like and so I'm very wary of people around me and how I drive um uh,
0: you don't have to worry about that if you absolutely total the car because I'll <laughs> just give you a check to get a new one. Trust me I've done it twice.
1: <laughs> well damn <laughs>
0: um yeah so I, know all the stories, if you're gonna if you're gonna get into a crash just total it
1: so accelerate no <laughs> accelerate again Don't for legal break. reasons
3: do not accelerate
1: into an accident you will go to jail i really i really think that that my so my more draconian uh, future of america people would have like much harsher punishments i really want there to be like oh you've been in uh, you're the cause of x amount of accidents over the last x amount of years yeah you're you're done um you know and, like, not, like, because right now there's people who will get their license, you know, revoked, sure, but, like, they'll get it back, do something else in the future, they'll do something else in the future, they'll get it revoked again, get it back. Like, we get so many chances, I wish they'd be like, nah, you're done, you can't drive anymore, you're, you're a bus, you're a bus catch for the rest of your life.
3: Well, <laughs> like, also, so you say that, um, but that would require the the state governments or the federal government to ensure that public transportation Worked properly, and that's a whole. I mean, and it should, right? That's a whole another conversation. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that no, that uh, is like it's is. a beast of a maybe.
1: Maybe episode fourteen, we do public transportation. Uh, why wise, fourteen?
3: Wise, uh, that's so random. We have something to look forward to. Well, tune in for episode fourteen when we talk about public transportation.
0: <laughs> public transportation and our new, uh, hopefully, our new sponsor at that point, Fortune Fire. But you know, oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if we're sponsored uh,
3: by our 14th
0: episode we're doing some good shit man. we are doing phenomenal uh, wow. so uh, now that we all know uh, how we are annoyed by lights and traffic and uh, people being loud in public spaces uh, <laughs> to kind of leave things off on a positive note I did read this thing that uh, this article that I wanted to talk about which is uh, North America's getting their first whale sanctuary uh, an estimated 60 killer whales are being kept in captivity at large marine parks and sea aquariums uh those of you who may have watched the documentary blackfish are i didn't uh, i heard it was biased but yeah. uh it is super biased but i'm just saying like this uh i know I'm, would would know that right yeah uh against, against the fish no it's no like, no well the black we we it. yeah Uh, North America's first wild refuge for captive orcas uh, and potentially beluga whales aims to open a 40 hectare coastal location in Port Hilford uh, in Nova Scotia by early 2023. Nova Scotia? Yeah, I mean, this would be coming from (laughs) uh, Canada. (laughs) Yeah, this would be coming from the Canadians. Uh, The refuge, which will just Justin Trudeau, what's up, baby? Yeah. The refuge, which will contain <laughs> underwater nets to keep the whales free, but still contain has a depth of 16 meters and provides whales with 150 times more space than they have known in captivity. After passing the environmental assessment stage, the site will one day welcome six to eight whales into its waters. How
3: how so, how big did you say it was going to be? Or what was that? What do you uh,
0: there. heck hectare?
3: How do you spell hectare? H E C O R. Nope, there's no R. There's 40 no, no.
1: hectares. Not... <laughs> Hector! There's, there's, there's,
0: there's, uh, there's, there's 40 Hector, Hector?
1: Hector? <laughs> There's just 40 hectares swimming in a circle. Like, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Whale. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, they splash whenever they get too close. No, 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 go back. <laughs>
3: So you said it's forty hectares. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it's pronounced. Hectare. Yeah, Yorker. hectares. Hectare. Um, so that is equal to a hundred acres is one hectare. So four hundred acres, or four thousand acres.
1: I really like this idea. Yeah.
0: Um, if if your goal is actual con- conservation. Um, I think doing something like this, where it's keeping these animals more in their natural habitat, you know, like the actual ocean, is a better way to go. Um, well, than, yeah, than you know, performing tricks for our entertainment in a uh, in a small pool.
3: I uh, I went to SeaWorld C- once,
1: though?
3: and well, I mean it it allows it allows whales that have been because because I think on average killer whales that are born in captivity live to be like uh, like twelve. I think, but in the wild, they can be like up to sixty years old. Yeah, what
1: what I'm asking is why not just put them in the wild? uh, Well, they 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 can't.
0: the The issue is because they haven't like. um, This kind of might go back to the conversation of like nature versus nurture, but certain animals that, uh, and I think whales are one of them that have been kept in captivity for their whole life have a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. Like we have a very difficult time being able to reintroduce them into the wild. Uh, because they don't know how to act with like a pod, predators, all that stuff. Can't, they can't act right. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they can't so,
3: take you out in public because uh, you yeah. don't
1: <laughs> act right. <laughs> uh sorry, uh, so sorry. I, I Why that, like, this? W- like like what? Like that
0: this. would be my yeah, that would be my <laughs> guess. Uh so I think the kind of like uh the compromise is uh to keep them like netted in their own area but still like not you know
3: so um so first of all i was wrong uh the average lifespan of an orca um is between 30 and 50 years in the wild and in captivity their lifespan is between 10 and 45 years but um i don't from what i understand recently like 45 is like really really stretching it but it says that uh, in the wild, um, female orcas can live up to 80 to 90 years. So, um, and you actually see that. So, you, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I love, I, I love animals. Um, but have you ever noticed that you've never seen a great white shark in captivity?
1: They tried, actually, one time.
3: Yeah, you, you can't. They literally, they, they die.
1: Yeah, they just it just died. It's they actually, just died. You, you could actually still go see it. There's actually a um a defunct. Oh, pull it up. It's actually really grody. There's a uh um there's a there's, there was an a a aquarium aquarium that tried to have a great white shark in there, and then it's yeah. it just died. And it's still there though. It's still. Oh, there. That's you can go see it. Fucking gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it's pretty
3: really wild. Um. But, yeah, I think this this like conservation um whatever. effort is 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 awesome because it allows whales that have never been in the wild to experience at least a small portion of that, uh, in their lives. And, you know, I've been to SeaWorld. It's fucking sad, honestly. It's really fucking sad. So yeah, never go to SeaWorld again.
0: I think this is like a good in-between for those specific whales. Uh, I think you can introduce reading around just now, uh, on the interwebs. Uh, but it's, it's definitely a process. Yeah. It uh, takes time. Yeah. Yeah have to like hope that they find a pod that will like teach them how to hunt and stuff like that. Uh, and so I think for certain whales, especially like orcas that really rely on like group hunting and stuff like that is extremely difficult for them mm-hmm. to be uh, reintroduced. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, especially start learning as a child. Yeah. Especially if they've been in captivity for like 10 years, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this is a little, a little different, but did you guys hear about the fact that they just basically shut down the second year of crab fishing up in Alaska because like a billion crabs are dead?
0: Oh, really? yeah, I, I did read that. Uh, yeah, it's like a billion or a million, some insane number no, of uh, snow crabs, I think.
1: Uh, bro, let's check this out. Nearly so- 11 billion crabs had suddenly disappeared from the Bering Sea between um, 18, 2018 and 2022
0: yeah really so and uh they said yeah, that it does not appear to be due to uh overfishing um it no. appears to just be the uh they there's theorizing like the global warming, warming, warming of the waters yeah global warming is killed off
1: oh, yeah they're not, they're not they're not reproducing or they're all or like I, I don't know if this is true or not but i know that some other species have been producing more females um and so oh not enough males been, not enough males. I, I don't know if that's the case here. I think they're still trying to figure it out. But like basically this came out recently. And of course, all the fishermen who missed last year, you know, were like, okay, well, it's not fish for a year. Now they're not getting two years. And they're saying like, uh, you know, there's, this is well, a big deal because well, the, Alaskan the crab the industry is, is worth, it's worth $200 million a year for Alaska. So that's a massive amount of money, yeah. not going into the Alaskan economy, like a huge amount of money. So i mean also I don't, I don't know what that affects um too as far as like i don't actually know what else eats crab so like i don't know as far as what's well, that term I mean, called like, for when a species dies it's like a linchpin species you know like if that one species yeah. dies like if, like a if plankton died like how many things would die type of deal yeah 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 uh yeah wow, i, mean, it, I don't it's definitely
0: know. outside of just like the economics of it all it's i it's probably going to have a pretty big effect on just that local ecosystem too. Cause like crabs are feeders. So like whatever they were eating, if that shit's still alive is now going to, it's like when you take out uh, all the wolves in in an environment and then the deer go crazy and then they start killing off all the foliage and stuff like it's kind of like that, where it's like if now that all those crabs are gone, whatever they were eating, if they're not affected by, by it uh, like the warming of the waters and stuff like that, that might go crazy. And so it may not even come down to like what eats the crab. It could also come down to like what were those crabs doing in in that local ecosystem that they're now not doing. Uh, whether it's eating stuff or moving stuff, you know what I mean. It's like if all the bees yeah. go away, there's nothing that really eats bees. It's not going to affect them, but it is going to affect the pollination of all the plants and stuff.
3: Right. Exactly. There's there's effects to species disappearing, and it may not be on the top end. It may be whatever the it is that they eat or. Uh, whatever they eat that eats that, so it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it matters. It all matters. Yeah, it's all connected. So,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, uh, it is.
1: It is scary though when you have something like snow crab, just like basically on the brink of extinction, like over such a short yeah. window of time.
0: Think things throughout world history. Things have evolved into crabs like four different times throughout world history. So you could argue that the crab is the optimal life form. uh, And we just watched one of them go extinct. So throughout like the billions of years Uh that the world and like living creatures have existed on the planet, Mm -hmm. different and various life forms have, at some point, the end stage of their evolution has been a crab. It's evolved into a crab when extinct. Really? And then later, a new... Like different life form in the ocean, its end stage of evolution has ended up being a crab again. So it's some like four different times throughout world history, different organisms have ended up evolving into crabs.
1: Wild. Maybe this explains why when you get older, you get really grumpy and crabby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just crabs are obviously the superior life form. I'm just you know.
3: I would I would argue lobsters are probably the superior life form. In terms of what?
0: crustacean, I mean they're definitely more pleasant to eat because it's way less work, which is why I don't eat crab. Also, crab they is live so longer. work.
1: People yeah. who like crab, I'm always like, why do you guys like crab
0: so much? I enjoy crab, but like, um, it's it's if, not if like a the regular. Meat crab. Has already been removed from the crab itself. I yeah, crab.
1: it's like a, it's like a pistachio, <laughs> I mean, the same thing. Or <laughs> or some sun, sun, or sunflower seeds. You know, like yeah, yeah, I, you I, I far more enjoy
0: meat. pistachios
3: if I get them de shelled. 100 pistachio crabs, the pistachio, the we'll sea <laughs> 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 crabs,
2: the
3: pistachio. I love it. Um, I love it. Uh, so let's let's we can wrap this episode with um, uh, you know, what we're looking forward to. Yeah, uh, so
0: we're running uh, into our what we feel right. like our time should be. So, anybody want to start first? Hmm.
3: no yeah Why don't yes you tell us
0: what's going
1: on what are you so, excited for so i i was playing with an idea i was so actually so, so grizz, grizz got a part of this while we're, we're waiting on you cleaning up your dog bee um so it's for the last few world, weeks it. i've been i've been uh thinking about doing um a podcast with like the more like heavy hitter topics you know which we um I glad, i'm glad we don't we, we have this is a much more lighter podcast. Um, but I've been for a few weeks like, and I should really do something, but I was telling Grizz that I didn't want to do what so many people do where they just basically say really, you know, like controversial or inflammatory things into the TV screen, to your, your, your mic, right. Into the computer screen. And then basically it's just an echo chamber, you know, like mm-hmm. there's not, it's not really productive, you know? So like, even if I have ideas that I think are correct, you know, like you're just gonna have people who are gonna think you're incorrect. And then it doesn't really get you anywhere. You just create like more divisiveness. And it hit me this morning, I woke up early and I was kind of laying in bed and um, I have like that moment of like, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm excited for, I'm going to do this in January. So I'm I'm manifesting this out into the world. So in January, I'm going to launch a podcast slash YouTube channel slash, you know, Twitter slash everything that basically has all the comments turned off. And I'm going to make my podcast call. It's going to be called um, uh, Let's Fix This and whatever thing i'm I'm talking about i'm going to present a bill to congress to fix that thing and i want people to basically join my patreon and contribute to the conversation and or add things directly into the bill that i'm going to submit to congress because i have all these things i talk about constantly but i I don't like like many of us which is mental masturbation like we should do this and um you know we've all we've all watched the thing you know like the the how to make a bill um you know it's i'm just a bill (laughs) I'm just a hill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I want to do that in, in actuality, and I want people to be able to go ahead and join the conversation in um, a private Discord, but they could watch what I'm talking about, like obviously for free everywhere else, but have no input whatsoever unless they join the Discord, which I think is not, yes, it's a paywall, but it's also going to allow a much more refined and authentic and a productive conversation to happen, and then, of course, to manifest into a bill itself, and then I could submit that and move on to the next thing. I feel like cool—I I did something, and everybody else who contributes did something. So that's what I'm—that's what I'm excited about. Oh, that is
3: definitely an ambitious idea, and I like it.
0: Thank you. What about uh, you, Grizz? Far less uh, ambitious news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is starting a uh, a Blade Runner TV series, which for those of you don't Ooh. know, Blade Runner is my favorite sci-fi movie and now uh, series. Uh, I thought Blade Runner 2024 was absolutely amazing. So, phenomenal, uh, yeah. Or 2049. Uh, everything yeah, is orange. Yeah, everything is orange. <laughs> uh, you know, it has Ana de Armas, which is really all I need. uh anyway uh so ridley's uh scott is supposed to be the showrunner uh blade corner 2029 is going to be a sequel uh and i am pretty excited for it uh unfortunately after although i did enjoy it mostly after watching their uh lord of the ring uh prequel series i am approaching it with some caution uh but uh, I, you didn't I, like it? I have high hopes. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I think just... I've been such a huge Lord of the Ring fans my entire life. Like, I read the original trilogy and the did Hobbit before the, the movies came sm- out. Did you read the Cimmerian? I've, I've read Simarillion. the Silmarillion*. I've read... Uh, you read the Silmarillion*. Yeah, I've read Un- Unfinished Tales 1 oh, and wow. 2. Nice. Um, I've read... Uh, the Tom Bombadil book. Uh, I had to find uh, it online, like an excerpt what? of it online because what? to buy the actual books, like $200. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. Dramatic. Yeah. It's super uh, rare. Uh, so a I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, but you so enjoyed this, the show. This I, I enjoyed it. Cause it wasn't I enjoyed, authentic. I read the reviews. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the show, but, uh, but there was a point where I kind of had to like, and I've had to do this with shows in the in the past, and I recommend it to people. If you're really into something, and like they make a show and stuff about it, and your initial reaction to watching it is kind of a, like, yeah, because it's not mm. what you were expecting because you're so involved in that property, is to kind of, like, take a break from it for however long you need, kind of sit yourself down and, like, reframe your mind about what it is that you're receiving, which is, this isn't a telling of Tolkien's Cimmerillion. This is a reimagining of the um, prequel this- of The Lord of yeah. the Rings. And kind of refreshing it for like a modern audience and a, a modern way of storytelling, which right. is fine. It's good. Uh, you should watch it. There's some fun twists and turns in it. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun show, but I kind of had to like, and that's my concern with this blade runner one, is because I absolutely love blade runner okay. a lot um, that I have a feeling I'm going to end up having to do the same thing where I'm going to, I might watch this show and be like, it's not what I was expecting based off being so consumed in this property Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <clears throat> yeah that i yeah. might have to like sit myself down and okay. kind of like reframe my mind around what it is that i'm consuming so i can go back and properly enjoy it later that's fair uh nice. it's i actually have a very
3: experience. conscious way of uh, yeah. uh of viewing
0: things i had that experience one of my favorite movies is drive which also has ryan gosling in it and when i first went to watch it i was expecting a fast and the furious and i you're ryan
1: gosling stand
0: yeah i absolutely (laughs) hated i hated it uh and then so i the way i learned how to frame my mind around this is i talked to a buddy of mine who's really into cinematography Mm -hmm. and he explained to me why the movie was good uh and so i was like okay now that i've seen the movie and i kind of know what to expect story and pace wise let me look at some other elements in this to see if it's it's good and i enjoy it and it's one of my favorite movies now so love it okay yeah that's how i learned to like Sit down and do that with things where it's that's like a really. I mean, effort. that's a good
3: way to to look yeah. at like um, like viewing, viewing
1: things in, yeah. in the future. You know, I, I like. That. I have I have two comments about that. If you don't mind, I'll okay. for it. So one is the viewing things differently. So I'll make this one quick. The Lord of the Rings, the Game of Thrones, the, the last season, which everyone hates. Um, uh, mo- everyone, most people hate. Um, I would and, say you'd be hard pressed to find someone who didn't hate it yeah uh the reason for that was obviously that the um uh writer um martin he did not write it and the um screenwriter did and uh they're not bad screenwriters but the, why, why was it so why did everyone hate it so much and because no one could really put their finger on it other than like the well the ending i guess specifically but like the whole series the last season no one liked it specifically is because they said that there's a way of writing. Um, one of the ways is called um, pantsing, um, and basically it means like flying by the seat of your pants. So you're essentially creating a organic human being in the moment. You're just like you're having like the way Martin wrote when the conversations were happening. Were happening in the moment in his mind. He's like, how would somebody respond to this? He's, like, I'm not trying right. to plot a point because so, the, the other way is called plotting, where you're trying to go from point A to point B. Right, And you say, okay, cool. All the characters in between point A and point B, they're fulfilling a role to get the story along, to move the story to to point B. And that's what they were trying to do with the season. They're trying to end the season, right? And so when you see, when you see it from that point of view, it makes me hate it less. I still hate it. But what they did is they said, hey, we need to end the season. So how do we wrap everything up? And the character development is over for us. We're now just Moving characters into a thing so we can give them a finality, right. as opposed to what Martin was doing, which was it was kind of like this ongoing. He's keep going. Story. He's like it's like, never. It's almost no, rambling. Like it's it's, almost, like, it's life, right? Because life yeah. is a ramble. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah, yeah. you might have an idea, but like things kind of change, and that's what. That's but what unfortunately,
3: things have to come to a close.
1: Things have to come to a close in this specific thing, which Martin, you know, he's and he might die, so that dude needs to fucking finishes the <laughs> series. Hey, um, I need to finish the books. Yeah, he got so yeah. offended
3: when someone said that to him. He's.
1: He I needs think- to understand he's old and not super healthy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So um, anyways, please don't die, Martin. I really want to read your books. Um, the uh, other thing um, uh, I wanted to say is, you know what actually really affected me the same way it did you, Grizz? I am oh. a huge Fallout fan. Like, I love series. Oh, yeah. I, I love, yeah. like, I mean, I was I played 76 like five or six times. Like, I don't know everything about I, it. Really, I really have important.
0: a new California Republic tattoo.
1: Oh my God. I have, I have the poster on my, on my door in my bedroom. Like I love that. So, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's, we're on the same page. And then when 76 came out after long awaited um, for them the way they butchered it, man, like I don't think I've ever been so mad at a company that I've never had any interaction with that I went to their Facebook page and I probably sent like, like 20 messages or posts. Like, I hate you guys. You ruined this for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love this. I love this series so much and you fucking yeah. destroyed it. I hate it. And that's the only thing I've ever responded to with that level of vitriol because I've never really been invested that much into a, a make-believe thing to actually have an emotional mm-hmm. reaction but once I did I understood now when people say like yeah I hated the Lord of the Rings series because it didn't stick with the true um uh that or the original or, original nature of or of tone of the um original content and i used to be like pish posh like you're just being you know like whatever and now i'm like no i get it (laughs) like if that's something you love and you're really into and then someone destroys it i can totally understand okay so i would caution
3: you uh, not caution you but the like destroy it is not is not a fair term because just because and this L76 is something that we saw destroyed fallout. OK, yes, you're right. OK, with that in that particular sense. Yes. But this is something that we saw with Star Wars. It's something that we've seen with Lord oh, of the Rings. Good examples. This, yeah. this is something that we've seen uh, constantly in pop, in pop culture is that people have an idea of how they think something should end, how they think something should happen, how they think that uh, this person should deal with this, whatever. Right. In their head. Right. And there are people that agree with them. And then a studio does something else and they say, you have ruined this series. And that is not what happened. What happened is that it did not it did not go down the way that you wanted it to go. And so you have to step back and say, do I dislike this because it's bad or do I dislike this because it's not happening the way that, it, that I want it to happen? And yeah, that's, that's something a lot of people
0: do not do. And that's, and that's what I would recommend to people if you just want to get like more enjoyment out of your life and the things that you consume is to maybe take a step back and manage if it, hey, is this bad because it's not going the way I wanted or I thought it should or is it, you know. Yeah. It, it might actually be bad, but it, it could be great. And uh, I think The Force Awakens uh, was <laughs> an amazing Star Wars movie. I, I thought, thought it was amazing. too I absolutely loved it. Uh, and what was the, the one after that? the last jedi yeah the last jedi not perfect uh pacing issues abound but i thought it had a very very interesting con con, uh conversation about the usefulness of a light and dark side to the force Mm -hmm. kind of get Uh, off that tangent uh, i I have
1: to ask i'm sorry did you guys like andor
0: i haven't uh, seen it i i'm actually (sighs) planning on what i'm planning on watching it today (sighs) i watched the first episode loved it and then went and visited my family in washington and uh, the new season of Ink Master came out, and I got distracted. Man,
3: I'm sorry. so so honestly, I am. I mean, so I could talk about Star Wars. Like, I could. I. know could, yeah, have you ever seen those posts where someone's like, name something that you could give a forty-minute presentation on without any prep time? Yeah, like I am that way with Star Wars, except I for Andor. Uh, okay, but that's a new piece of media to an already enormous. Been out for uh, weeks. Um Yeah, but that's a whole other conversation as well. Why do I have to view something immediately with that, so that it's not spoiled for me, or that so we can have a conversation? Streaming has ruined enjoying media ruined, at man. a normal pace.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway,
3: uh, I also um,
0: don't think spoilers really ruin a story. If a spoiler ruins a story for you, it wasn't a well crafted story.
3: Well, I mean, mm, I like to one well, exception. But I like to be I like to be surprised. I like to know. Shutter what,
0: Island. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, okay. If the someone told and you Shutter the the and and in, in, in one example, Danny B <laughs> has completely destroyed my fucking <laughs> no?
3: So the point the point that <laughs> sorry, I'm making is that um um I had to take a break. I had to take a break from from media, from a particular media in general and I I want to enjoy uh Andor, so I'm taking my time and and now that it's all out, I can watch it, you know, at my own pace. Uh, however i want so um That's fair.
1: I, I i will say that my i, I enjoyed it i'm not going to give you any spoilers at all. Well. I, I did enjoy it and my one thing is and you've seen episode one grizz is i loved the artistic direction they took they took with it and i'll say just one thing about it that it's um it's opening is more darker than most star wars movies um, and i really liked that it was more realistic like the way he handled like the emotions and the main character, like I don't know, like, I just really liked how well, it yeah. wasn't. I mean, like not that, like obviously, like Anakin and like more you know, Vader it wasn't kind of well, dark. But it was you're telling like,
3: a different story. You're telling the story yeah, because it's the, the, the story of the Jedi is this high, this like um, high this lofty, lofty yes. story about um, you know uh, space wizards, right? right. Well, when we right. talk space about Wars Andor, there. you're talking about this war, this war that we've been that that has affected so much across the galaxy this war you're getting to see it from the point of view of someone who is not a general who is not um who is not commanding thousands of clone troopers or stormtroopers or anything like that you're seeing it from the point of view of what is quote unquote the average person
0: uh, and I think I- yeah, sorry. Uh, one of the things that I'm happy that Disney has been doing, especially with the TV shows, and I think I talked to you about this a couple of years ago, Sonny, uh, was I really wanted them to explore the Star Wars universe outside of the Jedi, because I think there's a lot mm-hmm. there to like explore, and they have been doing that. Uh, and uh, I'm glad it's mm-hmm. it's turning into good, uh, good entertainment, because much like uh, Danny, I enjoy being right.
3: Yeah. So- bow, bow, bow. With all that said, um, what I'm looking forward to the most, uh, is uh, the new Black Panther movie, actually. Yeah, um, no more. <laughs> and and I'm I'm a uh, I enjoy movies, I'm nowhere near the level of you know, like, um, like a movie, like, uh, <laughs> watch. I, I, I'm ai cin- think I'm a cinemaphile, but I don't. I'm not like dissecting movies for their tone, and mm, you know, you don't um, rewatch it a second time and pay attention just to the background noises, right? Yes, I just enjoy movies because I enjoy movies, not because I want to analyze movies or um, because I because I need to be able to break it down for you know this, that, and the other. I just enjoy watching movies. I really enjoy it. And the first Black Panther um, had issues, sure, but I enjoyed that movie thoroughly. And can i
1: can i before i hear you about your your, your black end of two can i offer one thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: try to find some movies you really love and actually go back and analyze them I and mean, i think you'll you'll like them more actually i've i've had to do this for a class once and okay. i was really they're like okay go watch it for entertainment and then next week i want you to watch it again and then this is i'll tell you what we're looking for so i watched entertainment and i chose uh saving private ryan because okay. uh, it was it was about, it was about war cinema and then um, when I went back and watched it a second time, they're like, "Okay, go look at these specific things, and then pay really pay attention to this, 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 mm-hmm. this, and this." And then when you did, I, I developed a deeper appreciation for the for the art in the movie itself, not just oh, I find this entertaining and my it's aesthetically pleasing. And so that's okay. my only takeaway. Continue though, I'm sorry to cut you off.
3: No, I mean um, I just all I was saying is so I'm looking forward to the new Black Panther movie because. Um, from what I understand, it's going to top the first one. And I just, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Martin Sc- Scorsese, like, Oh, I love everything that Martin Scorsese puts out. Or, you know, I don't have a director that I'm just like, his work is just top notch, best of the best. Um, So I'm not looking for this like higher level of cinematography. I just want to go to the movies. I want to get some candy and some popcorn and I want to sit and enjoy moments in the movie theater. And I think that um we don't really do that as often anymore. Um no. but I, I that's that's what I enjoy and that's what I'm looking forward to is the new Black Panther
1: movie. So yeah, can as, I can I as ask you somebody
0: sure. go ahead and then I'll no I'll, no 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 I don't well. no,
1: ask I, it's a question for I want to hear your thought. I'm sorry, but
0: okay. Um as somebody who does like going back and like dissecting movies and stuff like that, uh I think, A, we have a problem with that a lot of the time because everybody thinks that being negative makes you, like, more highbrow. I think it's fun to, like, kind of mm-hmm. go back and be like, I want to dissect this movie because I want to understand why it was good. and Yes, why, right. Because uh, it, it was entertaining to me. But uh, as somebody that does like doing that, I 100% agree that there is something uh, especially joyful about just going to a movie to enjoy the experience of, like, taking in this movie for the entertainment that it actually is right? And what i like to call not that black panther is necessarily one of these but like just fun dumb movies like fast and the furious
3: those are some i movies, fucking love the fast and the so furious
0: want to just sit down and enjoy so I, I agree with you like when i go to movie theater and i'm going family popcorn, i'm not yeah, i'm not i'm not analyzing these movies like that, I'm just there because I want the fun, dumb entertainment. Uh, Bullet Train right. was another movie that was like that. That was just I, really can, I need fun. to see that, and
3: I've I've heard wow. really good things about it.
0: So. Yeah, but like, but like, I do enjoy, and I would say if you want to get just because I thought it was interesting to get more into like the critical aspect of like, oh well, what about how these scenes were shot or like the way these scenes were written and stuff like that? It's a lot more enjoyable when you go in it. Like, I want to see this because I know this is a good movie. And I want to understand. Like, right critically, what makes this good instead of just being a fucking negative Nancy all the time about what... Because it's, it's in that. the word,
1: right? The word critic. Yeah, right. right. To, cri- Crit- to criticize, right? To cri- cri- provide criticism. Right. So what were we going to ask? Um, okay, so do you, do you have anybody that you, any creator, developer, uh, director, that you, everything they do, you just either happen to love or because of what they've done in the past, you now just love? Mm.
0: Uh, right now... Uh, I can't remember his first name, but Villanueva. Go back, he directed 2070 or 2024, but he also directed the new Dune. Uh, and then he did Mm. something else on a TV show recently. And just the way he is able to craft his worlds, like visually, uh, I think is really cool. Um, and uh, Dennis, Dennis, yeah, Dennis Villanueva. Uh, he directed
3: uh,
1: 2049. Oh, yeah, dude, I love Arrival. That was a great movie. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he everything that he's done uh, big screen-wise, I've really, really liked. Uh, but I try not to just be like bandwagon. I'm going to like everything this person does because one of my favorite movies, I brought up Drive. That director, I've watched some of his other movies, and they're just not great.
1: <laughs> the no. Drive
0: was like his masterpiece, and then it kind of fell off after that. Um, nice. Noted. Yeah. Uh, but right now, Dennis won't weigh by everything that he's put out. I have uh, absolutely so, loved
1: yeah, it. Yeah.
3: Um Yeah. So I am a huge fan of uh, like uh, like these big sprawling set pieces or like um, uh, visuals, right? Um, and someone who does a really good job of that is uh, Zack Snyder. Um, I don't like Zack Snyder as a director. But um, from what I've seen in the news, I don't really like him as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of stuff. I'm a huge DC comics fan. Um, there's a lot of stuff in, in his DC movies that I don't like. Um, but the way that he, his cinematography is, is top notch. And you can see that versus, Joss Whedon's cinematography or the cinematography that he approved um, in the original cut of uh, the Justice League versus the Snyder cut. There's it's a night and day difference. Mm. And so um, I don't like Zack Snyder really as anything other than a cinematographer. Um, But that's who I would say. I really enjoy the things that he's done recently.
0: Cinematography wise. Nice. I agree because he also did that um, that heist movie with the zombies. Yeah, um, um,
3: Army, no, not Army of the Dead.
0: Uh, What is what's the name of that movie?
3: It's on. It was a Netflix movie, right? Yeah. uh, Batista. Yep.
0: Old Dave Batista. Dave Batista, what a great guy, dude! Yeah, but uh, but yeah,
1: so nice. uh, Are you uh, guys familiar with the works of Taika Waititi? Of course, <laughs> uh, of, yeah. Of yeah. course, everything he does. I oh, know. it is. That's it is
3: called guy. Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: yep. Yeah, that's, my, that's my guy. Taika Waititi's my guy. Everything he does, I'm just like. I kiss. like his take on things.
3: Like it's, it's so interesting. Like it's, like it has this element of what it is. It's the, it's, it's like a, the, um, um, like his sense of humor. Uh, very, you can see it. Like in, in everything that he does. Yeah, you can tell and, it's him. You can tell it's his sense yeah. of humor. Yeah. Uh I don't, he, he's Kiwi,
0: right? Yeah, he's he's, he's from New yeah. Zealand. Um, uh, he also is the producer of that show, uh Reservation Dogs, which is hilarious. <laughs> I haven't so, seen it yet.
3: Oh, I should go check it out. And and I think so he did what What Do We Do in the Shadows?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, great.
3: that sense of humor is is, is what it's 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 very specific to, yeah, New Zealand,
1: right? Um, and so Jojo Rabbit was great. I, I yeah, that movie was I, that's, uh, that's a big I one.
0: Do you think his sense of humor, and this is a knock on at all, but uh, I think his sense of humor works a lot better when it's his solo, originally created products than when he's like moving so into you're something s- else. That's saying already you gender. didn't love Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, I did not. <laughs> uh he's a great director like it was still a fun movie there yeah. just parts where i think his humor didn't match up well with like uh the source right material um which is it's just one of the things where that's just how how some people are like i can't see quentin tarantino coming in and directing a good marvel movie either you know right. what i mean yeah. uh so but that that's one of those things where it's like it's still a good thing but compared to like his solo work which is Absolutely excellent. You're just, you know. Did you yeah. did you like it's Ragnarok? An, it's, an it's an embarrassment of riches almost. What did, it you is?
1: did you like Ragnarok?
0: Huh? Oh yeah, Ragnarok was great. I thought yeah. Ragnarok was like a great balance of the source material and his personality. Yeah. Right. Whereas Thor: Love and Thunder leaned a little bit too much into his like he was well, he was a writer. Uh, with for Love style, and Thunder, but not yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, and I think that Love and Thunder leaned a little bit too much into his style, and it was mm. jarring at times
1: yeah
0: with like the story that they were trying to tell and then how he executed it which yeah it's not a terrible movie by any means and it's visually pleasing there were definitely parts that like legitimately had me in tears in the theaters but then there were other parts where i was like this scene just kind of comes off awkward Um, yeah but his all his stuff is great uh that's not even like i would say that's his like one blemish that i've seen but is it really even a blemish or is it just like it just no, it's just not, it's just doesn't it's fit just, into it's the. It's just Marvel not movie. as his, like, yeah, and it's just not like his normal caliber of how things come together in his movies.
1: yeah I, I have a recommendation for this, For think, for this episode. I think we should find a way to edit it to cut this into two episodes so we can get you can knock out two in one, a two for one special because, like, this has been good stuff. I mean, we covered enough, like, variety, I think, that we probably, like, obviously, edit out um, right here, and well, then that would be difficult,
0: and, I think. It it would be hard to find a place to stop it, Uh, and we're only at an hour and 48 minutes, and I don't think I'm going to have to edit anything out, (coughs) except this little section of us talking about splitting up the episode. So um, what
3: I would – so hold on. Let's do this. All right, so um, we're going to call that the end of the episode. This has been a very, very great episode. We got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good conversation, as always. Um, I love hanging out with you guys. Um, and I can't wait to have this up and posted. For apparently, we have people who listen to our podcasts. <laughs> so we have fans, I guess. I don't know. I'm calling them fans, whether they're fans or not. So, do you guys have you guys listened
1: to our podcast yet?
0: I have. And for uh, those people who are listening on our RSS feed, which is posted in our Instagram, uh, we are now on Spotify. And uh, as soon as I put in the effort, we will be on Apple and Google Podcasts.
3: Dope skis. Uh, big shout out to the Grizz for um, putting in a massive effort to, you know, getting us out there. Um, so uh, with that, um, we are going to say goodbye, adios, but as not be- as forever. Be- as forever. As then. Yes, look at you, multilingual. Yeah. I love it. Um, and we'll uh, see you guys next time. Bye.